Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know how everything seems like a good idea after you've had a few? That's this show. Riding in my car. And I'm listening to the radio. It's time for Dukes and Bell. Oh, someone told me it's the black Beverly Hills. Is that true? Driving in Atlanta just got a whole lot more bearable. Welcome to the party, pal. Hi, everybody. Carl Dukes and Mike Bell. The names that mean goodness. Say my name, you know who I am. Carl Dukes. I drink and I know things. Oh, don't question my authority thing. King Kong ain't got on me. Sometimes you just got to call somebody, and I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, ah! And Mike Bell. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Hope you guess my name. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes until somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes, right? Get ready for the best five hours of your life. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, stuff. Don't believe me, just watch. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. You know what? Why don't we start doing the stuff that other guys have done on other radio shows around the country? No. no. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Atlanta, what's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, hey man. man, hope you're having a great day. Uh, the Falcons continue to shape their staff, Mike, and a couple of guys you're familiar with, including Jerry Gray, is going to be retained as the DB's coach, which I think is a great move. Uh, D-line's coach, Jay Rogers, Mike, he spent the last two seasons with the Chargers. So this staff's starting to shake out and, you know, we're start, starting to get a feel for what it's going to look like in its totality. I think the big news today, obviously, for hiring is Mike McDonald, Mike, goes mm. to Seattle, not Dan Quinn. Yeah, one of those dudes that uh, I was interested in here would love to have seen, you know, what his plan was going to be and how he's going to put his staff together. But uh, that's a lights out defense, you know, his in- impact on, on two football teams, the Ravens and the Michigan Wolverines. But uh, a young guy, 36, uh, exactly half the age of Pete Carroll on yeah. his way out at age 72. So that's, I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well go for the gusto, right, if you're Seattle. I, I had heard, Mike, that McDonald was high on a lot of teams' list. You know, we we thought Ben Johnson and who else? Oh, uh, Aaron Glenn, the two right. coordinators for the Lions. They were going to get their chance to, to interview after these games were played out, and obviously they lost. So now is their, their week and their chance to do that. Ben Johnson obviously takes a step back and says, I'm, I'm going to stay where I'm at. But everybody I've talked to loves this guy, and the Falcons were high on him too. So, you know, we'll see what he does in Seattle. The question is now, Mike, does he take that staff with the Ravens 
that had the best defense in the league. Does, do all those right. guys go with him now to yeah. Seattle? Well, you know, out of respect to his relationship with John Harbaugh, that's always the thing. How do you do this and not pilfer, you know, your staff where it's basically like a skeleton that's left, you know, the crows are picking at it. So I'm not sure. Or in that case, the Ravens. But yeah, I wonder how much. Does, and the other thing is, how much does he pull from Michigan staff? Harbaugh is going to be pulling the staff together too. So two guys with similar ties and probably similar, you know, concentric rings of, of, of people that you know in the business and trying to pilfer the best for the job. Yeah, and that's why we were saying, you know, for our staff, this is a race against time. You're trying to get the best guys, retain the guys you want, right. make sure you you are able to offer the guys that you want to bring in. But uh, it is looking like uh, things are shaking out. And by the way. I'm not, I'm not one way or the other when it comes to how this staff looks. Like sometimes we get caught up and we go, man, they hired this guy and that guy. All I need is guys to be able to teach Mike, continue to develop players, know what they're doing. Like I feel like this group that that Rod's putting together in in the front office, mm-hmm. it feels like that, you know. But but I can't sit here and tell you based on the staff because it's ridiculous to even say that, Mike. Like because of the staff, we're going to do X. No, I mean we're going to do X, but we get a quarterback, okay? Because we have like a lot of things that some teams have. In some cases, we've got better than some teams have. As far as some great running backs, we got we got two running backs that can start any team in the league. Talking about Tyler Algier and Bijan. And we got a, you know, we like Drake London. We love Pitts. Hopefully, Pitts healthy. A healthy Pitts is going to be a completely you know, different Pitts from what we've seen the last year and two. But you got to have a quarterback. So I'm with you. Look, Jerry Gray might not mean anything to the fans. Carl and I were just talking before the show started. Uh, one time, Jerry Gray, they let him do the uh, the press conference on the on the defensive side at uh, at Flower Branch. He is uh, an intense guy. He's an OG. And he's great to have developing the young players. I think you look at some of the guys like Clark Phillips and the guys their development, Carl, from being drafted, all because of a guy like Jerry Gray who's going to stick around and just sign a contract extension. No doubt. Uh, that is a big deal. And I said to Mike, you, you always, as a, you know, obviously Raheem's not a first-time coach, but you still want guys who've been around this business and understand it, and more importantly, have the connections and have seen various things. Like all these guys, you know, you say, well, they've been in this all their, you know, their entire lives. Jerry Gray's seen a lot, man, and he's coached some incredible players in his career. I think it's a plus for our defensive backs, but I also think it's a plus for Raheem Morris and Jimmy Lake to have that guy to lean on and say, hey, what do you think? So I I think that's that's a good hire. Uh, Big O was just telling us, and he's doing all the things today behind the glass, our engineer, executive producing as well. Denard Wilson, Mike, is apparently the front runner, the DB's coach with the Ravens, to take over. Now, I'll Mm. tell you guys this. Denard Williams – was a guy on everybody's list that was interviewing for these jobs to come in and be their defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and the Ravens really love him. So that doesn't surprise me, Big O, that, that that's being out there now. So we'll see where this goes with Denard Wilson. Uh, Mike McDonald taking the job in Seattle, so they're now right. going to need a new head co- or a head coordinator, a D.C., and Denard is a guy that, that probably will get that job. And another dude that, uh, like Raheem Morris, has worked both sides of the line of scrimmage. He's coached offense and defense in his career in the league, and that's something which I think people are looking for that kind of, I guess, multiplicity or whatever you want to call it these days. All right, let's talk about what happened last night, Mike. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hawks beat the Lakers. How much stock should I put into this? How much should I lean into this game last night? We did have DeAndre Hunter back. Trey and and DeJounte, you know, coexisted. Mm-hmm. Trey had 26. DJ had 24. What we like to kind of see every night, right? This is what we've wanted. I mean, you know, JJ, Jalen Johnson, 19 points. You had five guys, six guys in double figures. How, how much should I should I lean into this? I'd like to say you could lean into it a lot and say this is going to be a springboard for something special. But – not really. Uh, we've lost uh, two of our last. We've won two of our last six. 
We're coming off a four-game losing streak. We beat the Raptors you know, after Luca put on that humiliating display the other night. But, uh, you know, we got a two-game win streak. Here come the Suns. And uh, let's hope that they can – look, we've always said this, Carl. We said this under Nate. We said this, you know, you know, up until we finally got things. And we did make a run back in 21, you know, all the way to the Eastern Conference Championship. But it doesn't mean a thing if you go out and get blown out the next night by, uh, by Phoenix. You're right. Um, I've got to look at this for what it is. It, it, it's an anomaly. This is not who we are. Could it be who we could become? And if it is, then you're going to tell me then this is a team that won't make a deal at the trade deadline, mm. which needs to make a deal at the trade deadline. Right. I, I, the, the 138, that's not what I'm talking about, guys. We've been one of the highest scoring teams all season long. I'm simply talking about putting it together against a team on, a, on any given night where you feel like it all comes together. Last night it felt like it came together. They were in control of the game. Right. Trey even said as much like late they figured their legs would be tired, and, and it looked like they were, but – you were in control of this game, and there are very few games, Mike, where I felt that way this year. Yeah, and now I know that uh, you know we don't want to poop on it. Is we'll take an old line from our buddy Arthur Smith and apologize for a win. You're getting the Lakers on a back-to-back coming off the game in Houston, and if you watched it, uh, whether you were in person or on TV, I know a lot of my buddies that were at the game said LeBron just looked tired, you know, and and because he guess he's almost forty. You know, and he's, and he's putting yeah. a lot of minutes in, trying to you know squeeze out one last run or two from this uh, from this Lakers team. But getting back to the positives, we did get the return of DeAndre Hunter, and he made two three point shots, and they happen in big moments. You know, sometimes you make a three, and it's just you know background noise. Sometimes it can be part of a big momentum shift. So you know, DeAndre, if he could ever get to the point where he's eighteen to twenty a night, you know, we get off his back. But it's first things first, good to have him back in, in the rotation. Yeah, he only shot the ball five times. Let's hear Quinn Snyder talk about the Hawks turning the corner. Well, I, I hesitate to whether it's turned or turning. Um, we just need to keep we, – we played well, you know, and, and we, we need to keep playing well. And that, that means, as I said, we're, we're healthy right now. You know, Hunt will be able to give us more minutes as, you know, that, that continues to rise as, you know, as he's more and more comfortable. And, um, you know, try to integrate him but be smart about that. But uh, – you know, I, I liked what I saw on the defensive end, and I thought we were connected, and we just have to keep doing it because it, it felt good. 20. It felt good to our players. It felt good to me. Uh, it felt good to me too, Quinn. Uh, <laughs> 20 and 27, I like dubs. I like winning, uh, is the, the record on the season. Trey Young was asked this question, Mike, about him and DJ and playing within the floor of the game. This is, again, I'm not asking them to score, you know, 30 apiece every night, maybe every now and then. Last night was a really good night, and if you told me this was going to be the norm on any given night where Trey would have 26, 27, DJ would have 24, 28, whatever it might be, I I would tell you that we would be certainly in almost every game. But there have been games where we haven't been because this connectivity that you just heard Coach talk about hasn't been there. This is Trey. Uh, I think we just just played off each other. We, I mean – Taking what the defense was giving us, I mean, they were um, they switched to a zone for for a second, but didn't really switch too much of their covers the whole game, and so we were um, just picking them apart. I mean, on the offensive end, and also getting stops defensively, and that helps um, your offense and us getting out in transition and running the way we want to. And and so, uh, I mean, we had a little latch there in the late in the third quarter where they kind of got back into the game with some transition and some shots going in, and um, but besides that, I think we played pretty pretty good defense the whole game and um, forced them to take tough shots, and uh, that helped our offense a lot. Bogey uh, was four for nine from three. Uh, Trey was six and nine from three. That's another thing. You know, when, two things. When we play defense, there's some semblance of defense, and we're good with the three. Like most NBA teams, we're better. You know, so six and a half out of the playoff locked-in spot at six. 
you know, and could you put a run together before the All-Star break? See, that's why when you, when you asked me to start the, the segment about, you know, do you feel this is something we can build on? Well, it's hard to build on when you, you beat the Lakers and LeBron in front of a really good environment, and then you read stories the next day about we're going to fire sale everything yeah. and we're going to dump salary. And I, I hope those aren't accurate, but you could also see a team in our position doing just that. We play defense. Yeah, this is true. Uh, 404-726-0929. I am mixed about whether or not you go all in or you don't. But there is something we need to discuss, and we will do it when we come back. And it has to do with the best player on this team. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell. Seahawks are bringing in Mike McDonald as their new head coach. He is the former Ravens defensive coordinator, had the number one defense in the league this year, and uh, he'll take over in Seattle. So the only job that's open, Mike, is the commanders. Yes. Now, what are they going to do? Does that mean Belichick's back in play? They're going to have to you know, talk to him? Because it uh, sounds like Ben Johnson kind of threw him for a loop. Yeah. You know, it sounds like they were kind of locked in on him, and I thought everyone else thought he was locked in on them. But, yeah, I'm not, not sure where they're going to go. Now you begin to wonder – if uh, they, they go with it. See, that's the thing. If you go from Ron Rivera, some, I guess, Commanders fans would say an old-school defensive guy to another old-school defensive guy, Mike Vrabel. And would that be compelling for, for uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll wait to see. Uh, but it's the only job that needs to be filled. By the way, uh, McDonald, okay, McDaniels is in Miami. Mm-hmm. McDonald, Mike McDonald, is the new head coach of the Seahawks. Six-year deal. Um, and part of this is, we said this, this is kind of becoming the new norm. Guys didn't get six six year deals, you know, ten years ago. Right. Um, and part of it is, Mike, I think a lot of these general managers and certainly owners have been convinced now, uh, depending on where you're at, that it at least takes three. Okay, we did three with Art, and then they made a decision to move on. It takes at least three, but certainly by year four, you know what direction your your organization is going, and that it gives the new GM, if you have one, or your new head coach, a few drafts under his belt. But I just think six years is a long time. Mike and I were saying this. Like, if you believe like us it takes three, you should get four with an option. Correct. Yeah, it's just the old way of kind of outbidding yourself on a coach that we talked about a few weeks back. Yeah, I thought, you know, five is a nice round number. Four with an option is great. And especially when the average coach gets fired after three. Three. Why, why lock into six and you're going to have to pay out? Yeah, it makes no sense. Let's talk about our Hawks real quick. Steve Holman's going to join us. I, I want to ask you guys a question. Before I do, I want to say this. Last night, Trey had, you know, um, he's got – 75 games in his career so far, okay, of 30 points and 10-plus assists. The only guys that are in front of him in NBA history, okay, one of them he played against last night, LeBron. But the big O, Mike, had 230 of these games. I want you to put that in perspective. 30-plus points, 10-plus assists. That is Oscar Robinson. James Harden has done it over 100 times. LeBron, 98. Russell Westbrook, 84. Tiny Archibald had 76 of these. And Trey Young has 75. I only say that to say we have witnessed greatness. He's been great here. There's just no debating it. But are we still all sold that this is the way we need to go? That this is the route in which we need to continue to build around? And I'm asking you this question because right now I think this franchise is at a crossroads. Mm -hmm. I think Mike and I have been saying this. You know, we're good. We're not great. We're competitive. Yes. But there are still a lot of things that you scratch your head about. And from a personnel standpoint – you know this, and I know this. We're not fooling ourselves. This is not a championship team right now. It's just not. The way no. it's constructed, it's not. So, Mike, is this the way we continue to build around Trey? Because point I'm making is, guys, his greatness has shown. He's given us a lot. But is, are we still all convinced that this is the way we need to go? 
No, you need uh, you need to find that Pippen. If you feel that Trey is the Jordan, and by all accounts, you just gave the numbers that certainly say he's a superstar. I, like I'll never understand the disconnect for him in some of the All Star teams or the or the national team for the Olympics, whatever. But yeah, this is a guy that's doing it. And we talked. You know, my only beef back in the day was you know give me give me some leadership. But I don't know if this team has leadership now with Quinn Snyder. I don't really know what's going on with this team because they don't play a lick of defense. But that's not Trey's job. Dame Lillard doesn't play a lick of defense. His job is to score. You've got to build the team around him. DeJounte Murray comes in. We thought he was an elite defender. He's not. So now you're going to move him, and what are you going to get? Are you simply going to dump salary, or are you going to try to make a run with this team right now? Mm. Because, again, I'm not speaking for Trey. I wouldn't even think to do that. I'm just telling you, in the history of the league, when guys are on teams that don't win, they want to get out. When they, and especially when you're not getting the accolades, and Trey's not. He's not. And he's put, he is putting in the numbers that are worthy of accolades. Um, the month of December, he had the best month of anybody. It's what put him over the top. That was that run, that stretch of games, guys, remember, right. um, that he had. And then it kind of put him in that MB, MVP, uh, not the MVP, but the uh, NBA All-Star voting mm-hmm. as to be a starter. And everybody was like, man, he's playing great. He may have had the best month of anybody this year, depending on how things continue to play out. 23-game stretch where he was the best player, you could arguably say, through December into early January. But the Hawks lost 15 to 23 games. 15 to 23. So he's doing all of this, Mike, but you're still losing. And that gets back to what you're talking about. So this is not about, you know, what Trey wants to do right now. Mike's right. In the the history of the NBA, stars will dictate where they want to be. All right? We've, We've seen it time and time again. But what I am saying is, what is this organization going to do when you have a guy who's in the, the record books? Right. He's hitting all of these milestones that people around the country are talking about and saying, man, look at what Trey Young's doing, but the team's not winning. Do we continue to build around this? I mean, you're wasting his, his best years. You're wasting the best years. You know, we're talking about, you know, when Steph Curry, the light went on for him and gold. This is the year, this is the time that it should be going. But you blew it. The DeJounte Murray trade didn't make sense. Travis Schlenk fought against it. You moved him out. And now you find yourself with a guy you can't get anything remotely close to the value back in a trade. You know what? I don't know any Hawks fans going, ooh, we lose DeJounte Murray, get some future picks, and Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that's yeah. tough. That's tough. Yeah, Larry O'Brien trophy, here we come. So, yeah, that's what are you going to do? The only way that I see getting out of this, and I I did a deep dive in this last week. I I tweeted about it. My head was spinning because the NBA's rules about salary and contracts and bird exemptions and all this, it just makes your head explode. But the, the one thing they can do is they can take on some salary. There is a way to do it using the money, using that marker they have from moving John Collins off the roster. And the numbers do have to match up. There's a lot of th- you have to probably use multiple teams to pull this off to make this team better. Anything else is a salary dump. Just call it what it is. So what are they going to do? How are they going to approach this? If, if it is just that, you're losing us. Tony Wrestler, know that. If if this is the way that we're going to go about it, you're slowly going to lose us. You have a guy that's attracting people into the building, right? But if you say, well, we got to do a salary dump, Mike, and we got to get rid of X, 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 and Y, and all of a sudden now, oh, by the way, it may be three more years before we're any good, you're going to lose us. We're in a different mindset. Right. And I think when we drafted Trey Young, we felt like, okay, great. And Mike said this. That run in 21 now seems so distant. <laughs> it seems history. like it's 1979, yeah. it, okay? It, it, it's, like, it's like talking about when Dominique we had – when things were really rocking at the Omni. You know, that's what it sounds like, right? Yes, yes. You know, there, was a t- there was a time, oh, people will come, Ray, like the time they packed it in to watch us beat the Knicks. <laughs> 
And Trey took a bow. And yeah, it's just it's ancient history. So everybody, and the thing is, in the time since that went down, look at the teams in the East that have gotten better. Look at look at now they're, they're dealing with an injury with Halliburton, but Pacers. the Pacers. Pacers. I mean that that's a team which says screw the picks. We'll, we will make trades. Pacers, and they do. Yeah, they've gotten better. The Knicks. The, the Knicks were in. Think about this. When we beat the Knicks in five, where, where have the franchises gone? Knicks are a hell of a lot better now. Matter of fact, right now the Knicks are the three seed. I know. I know. They're in a better spot than we are. Um, and, and that is what we're saying. Hell, so, the Magic are better than us right now. Mike, the Magic, they're coming. Like, you can say what you want. A couple of years from now, the Magic, this is their time. They've gone through all those years of picking number one, having the first-round picks. Now it's starting to pay off. The Magic are coming. 404-726-0929. Just want to know what you think. Want to know where you're at on this. Find us on social media. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Him Up. See Dukes in this radio show. It's Dukes and Bell 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that's going on. Listen, our football team is in a coaching transition. And they have a lot of things to get right here this offseason. This basketball team that we're watching on a nightly basis is also in a transition. And I just don't know what direction you go right now to fix it. And there's only two, guys. I'm telling you. One is you stay the course and you right. say, Trey, we're going to do everything we can to get better. And everybody is movable on this team. And it doesn't matter. We're going to get you another legitimate star on this team. And we're going to move heaven and earth. Or you say... We're going to rebuild. Right. And other than going down to see, I mean, it's the kind of stuff that Dominique had to go through, say, for the year they traded him, like when they had the best team, obviously. That I, the irony of that trade, remember the Danny Manning deal with the Clippers? <sighs> Terrible. But, I mean, th- this team, you know, we, we just didn't build on anything from 21. You know, and, and this, the, look, the DeJounte Murray trade, it, 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 like, we're, we're having fun. It was a great atmosphere last night. But the big picture is, guys, you're the 10th best team in the Eastern Conference, and it doesn't work. If it worked like that every night, we wouldn't be having this conversation. If DeJounte and Trey coexisted like they did last night against the Lakers, we'd be the third or fourth best team in the East. But it hasn't produced itself. What part of that am I missing? And Quinn Snyder, guys, I know there are a lot of folks uh, hit us up when we hired Quinn and said, wow, we beat the entire NBA to Quinn Snyder. We locked him up. You know, I don't know if John Wooden could fix this team, Carl. I know. I don't know if yeah. uh, Red Orback could fix this team well, right now. Well, that's the thing. I mean, people have come up to us, and we'll be down at State Farm on, on Friday getting ready for Phoenix and Kevin Durant and company and Booker to come into to town. But, Mike, they've asked us, you know, well, what do you think about the job Quinn's doing? You can only do so much with what you have. That's mm. it. And, and, and I'll be honest with you guys. For everybody, again, I, I said this, and this is not a knock on Quinn. He took the job, and now this is the team he's got to coach. But, Mike, is this better than what we had with Nate? Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly. No, it's the same. It's the same. I mean, Nate took us to the, Nate took us to the best season this team's had in, in 20 years. And, and, and I think Quinn obviously knows what he's doing. He has a plan. He's got a system. But part of this is you can only do so much with what you have, and that is kind of where he's at right now. All right, you guys can let us know what you think. We're going to talk to Steve Holman. Plenty more football conversation coming up in our NFL Blitz. The Seattle Seahawks get their guy. We'll tell you what's going on at the Senior Bowl as well. But when we come back, bang, we'll get his thoughts on what happened last night as we look ahead to Phoenix coming to town on Friday. Congratulations to Damon Stoudemire. Big win last night. You realize they've beaten Tobacco Road this year. They beat Duke and North Carolina. It's big, man. And, and I'll say this. And Clemson. they got to get more wins in the ACC. That was a hell of a game last night. They're getting a lot out of the group they have right. on the floor. He's got some players coming. Georgia Tech might be on the way back. 
back, back, like I'm talking about. Good Brother, win, good you, win. And you and I have talked about this, you know, we living in Midtown all those years, you know, and back, going back to, you know, when Hewitt had a cooking and going to the Final Fours. Did and, I tell you I saw Paul? He's the head coach yeah, of I, Ontario. I, I saw that in the, in the G League. Yes, yes. yes he's I, doing great, right? by the way. Yeah, and he's, he's always great with us. We always run into him, we used to run into him at Final Fours. But, yeah, can't wait, you know, and, and get my butt down there to McCamish and start watching some tech hoops because, mm-hmm. I mean, that was great last night. And, you know, the crowd was going bananas and to beat North Carolina. They had a 10-game win streak going into that game. They're good. That, that's an Elite yeah. Eight potential Final Four team. There's no doubt about it. More on that coming up. But big shout-out to Damon Stoudemire. Coach, good job. He was on the Steakhouse today, I believe he was. And you can check out that interview online at odyssey.com. Let's talk to our man Steve Holman, the voice of our Atlanta Hawks. Good win. Speaking of good wins, last night for the Hawks, we've been talking about them here to start the show. And, and Steve, you know, last night, coming off of that back-to-back, uh, the big question to start the game was, hey, LeBron's playing. Great. And Mike was saying this. He's logging a lot of minutes, and last night it kind of looked like that, didn't it? Yeah, he looked uh, kind of looked like every 39 years old. Uh, you know, I, I give him credit for getting out there. And, uh, you know, I was talking to the, the Laker broadcasters, and they were saying that, you know, he probably wouldn't have normally played, but he knows that there's a, a lot of people in Atlanta that just see him once a year, and, and he knows there's a lot of people that – you know, want to watch him and watch the Lakers. So I, I give him credit for getting out there the way he did because they're not, I mean, without Anthony Davis too, I mean, they're, they're, they're not that great a team really. So uh, for LeBron to get out there, I think, you know, with a full house and everything, it was good for him. I mean, all the starters in double digits and uh, just I mean, amazing. You know, if uh, Bay had either on a couple more rebounds, we'd have three guys with a double double. Just a great collective effort. See, here's the thing. So we're starting the show talking about it. Steve, can we build on this and turn this into something like a five out of six run? I think so. I I I honestly do. I mean, I'm always you know the, the, the uh, optimist about everything, but I really trust uh, in what Quinn's doing, and I think that. You know, it takes his teams a while to get going, and people, you know, talk about the systems and everything else, but you need to have guys healthy to make it all work. And like he said last night, to get DeAndre back is great. Uh, you know, he only played 16 minutes plus or whatever. He was on a minutes restriction, but he is six foot eight, and that's one of the things the Hawks have been lacking is the size up front. And, and to put him back out there, I mean, it just improves everything, too, because then you can – uh, you know, once he gets back in the starting lineup, if he does or just comes off the bench, it just makes the bench that much stronger because, uh, you know, you can, uh, especially with the other night with uh, DeJounte out and Bogey had to start, then you get Jalen and Sadiq both starting. So it really cuts back on the bench. So now, you know, if you start to get everybody healthy again, uh, it, it makes the bench that much stronger. So uh, I, I think there is a chance that they can start building on this and, you know, we've got the very good teams from the West coming in still this weekend, you know, Phoenix and then Golden State and, and then the Clippers. And the Clippers are really starting to play well. But if you can put a little something together here at home and, and get it rolling, uh, we're in the number 10 spot right now. I mean, which, you know, doesn't sound terrific to a lot of people. But the thing is, once you're in that thing and the playoffs anywhere, uh, you know, anything can happen. So uh, they always talk about wanting your best basketball by the end of the season, by March, April, when you start rolling into it. And I think the Hawks are, are kind of in that direction right now. Yeah, this stretch of games, Steve, you're right. Phoenix, Golden State Saturday night, Clippers Monday, at Boston next Wednesday, at Philly. Embiid went down last night. We don't know what his situation will be, but you're right. This is a, a tough stretch right here of some of the better teams in the league. Talk about DeAndre Hunter and his uh, presence last night and, and maybe getting him back completely healthy and what that will mean for this team. 
Yeah, I think it's it, it's it's such a big thing. And and like I said, when, when Quinn talked about it last night after the game, he made a pretty good point. You know, he eight and uh, that size. That so uh, I think just to get him back out there, and you know, I was just I was working on the stats already for for Friday night on our stats. You know, Phoenix plays tonight. I think so. Can't do them until tomorrow, but. Uh, you know, DeAndre's shooting 40% right now on three-pointers after last night. He hit, you know, he hit a couple more last night. So, I mean, he just adds so much to the to the lineup. And to get him back uh, just out there, even for the 16 minutes that he did the other night, it's going to be more each night. So, uh, I think that's going to be so helpful. And, uh, you know, the size is so important these days, especially on the defensive side. And he usually picks up the number one offensive player on the other team. So, that takes a little pressure off of everybody else, too. It's a Steve Holman, bang, the voice of your Atlanta Hawks. And, yes, Steve, you're making great points about DeAndre. We kill him all the time because we just want to see that on a regular basis. But you're right. He is capable of doing all the things you're talking about. You know, if, he, if this guy gets to be, you know, at some point, that, that 18 to quantified 18 to 20 point a night guy, then you're worth the fourth overall pick, and then this team is going places on a consistent basis. Yeah, I mean, you, you take a guy, He's right now he's averaging 15 a game and, and four rebounds. So, uh, you know, to get him back, that's a lot of points. That's a, and it makes things easier for everybody else. I mean, and, and we've seen the way Jalen Johnson has emerged this year, and Jalen just seems to get better every night. And and I think we forget that you know this is really his first full season of playing every night. So he's still kind of in the learning phase, and he's he's still young. And uh, there's going to be nights where he doesn't do everything exactly the way everybody wants him to, but other nights he he comes through with these spectacular plays and and just gives you flashes he can be and I think uh, as as Quinn has said many times uh, you know he's he may be our most important player on the team and and when he was out with that broken wrist I, I think what were we two at eight so that, that tells you something right there it is the voice of our Atlanta Hawks Steve Holman joining us here on uh, Dukes and Bell uh, Steve question for you as far as as Mike and I were talking about some of these teams that have come up we were talking about the Knicks the Pacers you know and who do you think is the surprise? Are the Pacers the surprise team this year so far? I would say they are, yes. And uh, you know, Halliburton has really been uh, emerging as a as an offensive star. And uh, you know, it's funny people were talking about that the other day. That uh, you know, when they talk about Trey, and they they say, well, you know, is his defense this. Halliburton is the worst defensive guard in the league right now. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, really by by the numbers. I mean, in Trey. You know, Trey sticks his hands in there. He gets steals. He's he's working hard on the defense. He's drawing charges like crazy. I mean, he, he, he got a concussion, you know, a week or so ago, and he's out there taking more charges. So uh, I, I think hats off to him on the effort that he's put out there on the defense. But I would say Indiana, yes, is, is pr- pr- pretty much of a surprise. I uh, The Knicks, you know, they're maybe better than I thought they were. Uh, you know, we know about the whole Jalen Brunson thing and how Dallas ever let him walk. Right. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I think they are, and I, uh, you know, Milwaukee still, you know, now they get Doc as their coach, and we'll see how that turns around for them. And you know, they have a they have a really good record, but they were heading in the wrong direction, really. They and they're getting old. I think they're they're starting to look a little old. Uh, maybe you know, the Celtics are strong. Uh, they're but everybody is kind of in the same boat right now. You're one or two injuries away. That Celtics bench is not terrific because they had to spend so much money on Porzingis and you know, Jalen Brown and Tatum. So, you know, we'll see them next week in Boston and they are, they're 22 and two or something at home, I think right now. So, or, or whatever they are, they've only lost two games at home, uh, maybe not 22, but 
uh, you know, they're, they're all tough, and, and Philadelphia is very good. So the East is going to be a scramble. I, I would say put Cleveland up there, too, as maybe one of the surprise teams because they've yeah. had so many injuries, too. They're just getting Darius Garland back, and he's been out most of the year, and they've got a really good record, too. So uh, it, it's a scramble in the East right now, but I would say that, you know, when you get past those top uh, three or four, uh, and the rest of us are kind of in the same boat right now. It's our man Steve Holman, bang, the voice of your Atlanta Hawks. And, again, we'll be out there at the State Farm coming up on Friday, guys, as Phoenix is, uh, is up next, right, Carl? we got uh, next next in town. Steve, real quick, uh, old school question for you. I know you're an old school kind of guy. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke is going for 73 like he's at direct league, just having fun. Uh, shouldn't somebody just put him on his keister at some point? Uh they they would have back in the old days. You can't come in through and get layups the way he was uh, early in the game, especially. But the game is different now. You know, it's just uh, you can't look at somebody the wrong way. You're going to get a flagrant foul, or you're going to have them over at that monitor looking at it for a flagrant foul. So it's different now. I mean, it's uh, I, I went on. I was interviewed last night on CNN International, oh. which I know I'm, I'm pr- pretty big in Turkey today, I think, after that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, but I was talking to them about the old days. when Remember when Kevin McHale gave that, right. uh, you know, he clotheslined Grambus and knocked him down? Yep. And, uh, that was a two-shot foul, and, you know, and everybody got up and pushed and shoved and fought, took a couple swings, and that was it. You know, there was nothing more. Now, I mean, you'd be suspended for 20 games. Yeah, it's true. Different day, different time. <laughs> you know, back in our day. Yeah, I'll tell you yeah, what. Yeah, and, okay. and you know what's crazy, Steve, about that is, and then we'll let you go. That stuff would happen, and it just wasn't even. It wasn't even a second thought. It was like that's just part of the game. Like we didn't even. Right. It was just like you know, fans didn't lose their mind. The malice at the, the palace was a different deal. That's different. We're talking about yeah. on the floor, hard fouls. Guys would just get up. And it wasn't even a big deal. It was just like, oh, that's to be expected. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, Dominique talks about that all the time about how, you know, he first came into the league. Guys would knock him flat on his keister, you know, and, yeah. and that was just it. Say, thank you, sir. And, uh, you know, welcome to the NBA. <laughs> but now it's all different. But yeah. hey, it's, it's a fun game right now, too. I mean, I really enjoy it the three pointers and, and the, it's and more the open. points. I yeah. mean, it's... I would rather see 140 to 138 myself. Than an eighty nine, eighty eight game back in the old days. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, uh, I'm with you. I think I think it's great right now. Now, I mean, I never, I never liked you know the Pat Riley Knicks. That was painful basketball. I never liked those Pistons unless unless you're from Detroit. Nobody liked the Pistons. You know what I mean? It's just no, yeah, just good exactly. enough. But it's funny to your point. I mean, you know the Dylan Brooks hit on on LeBron. Guys making it sound like it was Kermit Washington on Rudy T. It, it was just, uh, <laughs> just coming across his noggin. Yeah, it, it was nothing. Uh, it is our man Steve Holman, voice of our Atlanta Hawks. Steve, we'll talk to you on a Friday, man. Take care. Thank you so much. Okay, look forward to seeing you. Okay, thanks, guys. Sweet. Absolutely. Yeah, I uh, I just rewatched. Uh, a portion of The Last Dance because uh, I wanted to go in and see something that I, I, I thought I had right in my head and then I went in and, and I come across that part in where they're talking about the Pistons and they were like, the Michael Jordan rules were basically, he gets in the lane, you knock him on his butt. Right. And it's funny to, to think, Mike, how bad do you want to score knowing every time you go in the lane, you're going to get clobbered? Right. It's just a different era. Like, we're not making this about, you know, Michael versus LeBron, but it just, you know, of course, LeBron is built like a, a defensive end, but that's the thing. You know, the, the stars, you, you didn't get the steps, and you didn't get anything you get today. You'd have to go through. Michael went against those Pistons for years before he got over the mountain. Then there was the Celtics. It was like literally the Mike Tyson punch out. It was. You know, you had to go through like three or four teams before you got to the mountaintop. Hey, man, coming up, we're going to talk about the one thing that's going to get us all excited again. We'll tell you what that is next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.